Hey listener, this podcast is called Trigger Warning Romance for a reason. It is intended for an 18 plus audience due to the adult context and triggers that may be discussed in each episode. Please check the show notes for a full list of triggers and proceed with caution. You have been properly warned. It's time to count off the triggers. start this again <laughs> and today what's the giggles out of our system? <laughs> hello and welcome to trigger warning romance everybody i'm nat i'm tori and today we are going to be reading the final book of the Dark Obsessions trilogy, Savage Games by Zoe Blink. Yes. And we are punch drunk, as Tori has said, and <laughs> we started this episode giggling. Maybe Tori will leave it in, maybe she won't. You want to know what caused us to be giggly? I will tell you. Um, here's the thing. I am just catching up on the book and I like to go through and read some of the reviews to kind of like remind me of things that happen. And here's the thing, Tori. I was giggling and it wasn't even the right fucking book. Oh. It was Sinister Games I was giggling at, not Savage Games. So that makes it even better. That makes it even better because I was looking at this review and it, and it was a three-star review. Okay, so, okay, we we are going to be going into Savage Game, but this is a three-star review of the Sinister Games, which is book two. And so three stars, not bad. Like the late, the person um, enjoyed it, you know, and the quote she said was, Richard says, exhausted, she had quickly fallen to sleep after our lovemaking. Could you call the violent meeting of our bodies lovemaking? And she says, no, you stupid fuck. It's called rape. Jesus. And so that, for some reason, just <laughs> into hysterics of giggling. But the thing is, I wasn't even giggling at the right fucking book. Um, which means, Natalia, go to the right book. Savage Games. Savage Games. Well, Thank Natalia, you. I wrote a paper for the wrong fucking class so you know <sighs> good bad is all relative yeah yeah we um let me see if there's any we're, we're just having a week it's fine uh we apologize to zoe in advance i feel like the last episode we kind of rambled a bunch too but you know what sometimes you get oh okay sorry <laughs> i'm going so the the same reviewer 
that gave three stars to Sinister Games gave one star to Savage Games. And we know that Nat buys books off of one star. So let's see what. Let's see what. And then we have to check what she said for the first one. Yeah. Because it was more fucked up than the second. Yeah. (laughs) She says, you know what? Fuck this whole entire book. (laughs) Ward, torture porn, gilded cage. Ah, she read it a while ago because it's the original names. Gilded cage, gaslighting and mental abuse. Toxic. H-E-A, question mark. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and she even has memes in here, guys. Okay, she really did not like this book. Let's see what she says about Ward or whatever the fuck the first one is. Wicked Games. Did she review it? I mean, she's clearly read all three, though. So, girl, if you don't like it, stop reading. No one's making you. No one's making you read. Yeah, there's no reason that you should have to. Okay. Um... She, oh, she gave it four stars. I'm confused. I don't know. She gave four stars. She did say this is not romance, though. Which you agree with. I think it's quite romantic. This book is more romantic than others. You think that Savage Games was more... Oh, okay, so here's my question to you. We're going to go right into it. Ready? Yes. Do you think Richard loves her, Lizzie? I think that Richard loves Lizzie as much as he is capable of loving anything. I think that his ability to love is very different. Mm-hmm. Than most people's. So I think that if you look at it through his lens, then yes. Okay. Now I have a question for you. Okay. Um, would you say that there was an Oncon in this book? Or is Lizzie, because Lizzie comes back Mm -hmm. i mean she she knows what she's signing up for yep is she just too fucked up in the head to be able to consent to what she's doing at this point probably yeah so is there non-con in this book yes there is non-con in this book this this is where he had, where she came back, right? She came back to him. Mm-hmm. And he's fencing with real sword, right? This, this book, not last yep. book. Him and, uh, and yeah, whoever. Not important. And she came back to him, but then she scared, she got scared shitless and she ran from him. Yeah. So she clearly changed her mind and then non-con occurred. So yeah, I think there's non-con in this book. 
he was back and forth so much in this book. Mm -hmm. And if you have to think that your partner, your fiance, your husband is trying to kill you, and you have that thought multiple times, Mm -hmm. that's an indication there might be a tiny problem. Yeah. Because she mentions she's terrified that Richard is going to get rid of her. Yeah, but can we just appreciate... I mean, we knew he was a master manipulator, right? We knew he was a master manipulator. Can we just appreciate the level of manipulation that this man went through to get her to come back to him? We were both wrong, by the way. Jane's not dead. Jane's living the good life. Yeah. See? And following Richard's orders. Yeah. Gaslighting her best friend. Yeah. And this is what we meant when we said last episode, we don't remember what happens in books because we both read this whole series and totally forgot that Jane is a pivotal part of the ending of this book. Oh, yeah. She wraps everything up in a nice, neat little bow. Even Lizzie expected Harris to kill Jane. Everybody did, yeah. I mean, Zoe wrote it that way. Yeah. Zoe wrote it the way that we thought, okay, she's she's a goner, you know? But she says, look, maybe he took the game a little too far. He probably scared you. Richard can be a little intense over his feelings for you. But in my opinion, it's not a bad thing to have a man that into you. Tired and numb, I barely reacted to her admission. Still stroking my hair, she reasoned. Still, it's nothing you didn't want. I was there. You were having fun and were totally into it. Everyone said so. If you were truly there against your will, don't you think someone would have noticed something or tried to help you? Mm -hmm. There were over a hundred servants crawling all over that estate. She did. Okay. I I need to throw this out here for a minute because I have notes and my notes are snark upon snark. (laughs) So I apologize. Um, I was really disappointed with Jane. I thought that when she dragged Lizzie into the bathroom and turned the shower on and the faucet on, Mm -hmm. I thought she was doing that to cover their voices for any bugs that Richard has undoubtedly placed in Jane's house or apartment. Mm -hmm. Yep. And Jane was going to help Lizzie get out. Yeah. You know, Chicks before dicks. But that is not what happened. Nope. It's not what happened. I thought the same. I was like, okay, she's going to try and help her. I mean, she's got all this money at her disposal. Like, do something good with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, It's not chicks before dicks, though. It's chicks 
for her, she didn't put a dick in front of it, right? Like she just put herself because we, I don't think we ever found out what Richard had on her, but Richard had something on her that she was trying to make sure stayed hidden. And she loved living that crazy lifestyle, the like rich lifestyle. I don't know that Richard had anything, was holding anything over her other than um, the money and the lifestyle that she has grown accustomed to. Mm. She's not willing to give that up. Yeah. I think she did say that, though, like you don't know what he has mm. on me or you don't you don't know some, like something to that effect. Um, but it's crazy that he let her go. Again, this man has far too much time and energy to put into games. But he let her go. He knew that she would come back. She was away from him for like what? Like two hours max? If that. Not even. Yeah. Maybe like an hour. And that's an unforgivable um, betrayal. Mm-hmm. Oh, that she left him. Yeah. And she's being punished afterwards. I mean, we knew the wedding was coming, right? We knew the wedding was coming. Oh, yeah. With the, the queen and the everything. But well, when I started, I told you, I read things in really random, bizarre order. Mm-hmm. So when I started at the very beginning of the wedding... Mm-hmm. Um, and they're talking about the queen's arrival and I was like did he pull her back into that Victorian <laughs> and then I was like oh fuck me that's the real queen yeah <laughs> queen Elizabeth queen Elizabeth um, but yeah okay the the lady that supposedly was stalking both of them. We found out, spoiler alert, like, come on, people, you know better, right? Like, we're going to spoil the shit out of everything. Turns out, was really not the one. Nobody was stalking them. He was stalking himself. Well, somebody had it out for Lizzie. I mean, the when the, the, the woman came in, with the blonde hair. Yeah, and, and smacked her. Well, she smacked her. She also ran into her and knocked the portfolio out of her hands on the street before she found the dead bird. Yeah. And she's the one who tied the mock-up of the wedding dress. Oh, yeah, the pins. So tight that the pins left an imprint. Yeah. Um it- Here's my whole question to to you and to Zoe, because I with the amount of security that Richard had, how the fuck this lady keep getting to Lizzie? How? I have a very difficult like unless she is like literally another billionaire crazy person with an insane amount of power, which I don't think she was. She was a a rich person, right? Because it was the person he sent away to wherever. Yeah. That he had met. He had with um, relations with before Lizzie. And now she was mad because Lizzie had taken Richard from her. I, 
my note when we're first when I was first introduced to her, um, and I didn't remember the history of her and Richard, but my note mm. was crazy bitch has had to have had the richer treatment with a less successful reprogramming her brain. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because I was like, how does this woman keep getting to Lizzie? How? But then the ending with um the shooting, because Richard gets shot, that mm-hmm. he staged himself, right? Like, yes, that's what I understood properly. He staged that shit himself. He sent her. That was almost like a test. He sent her the the phone with all the pictures on it in the book, in the beautiful book. Mm-hmm. And then he made sure there were no guards to see her either escape or come to him. And at that point, thank God for her, she chose the right answer. Because <laughs> God knows what would have happened if she ran away from him. God knows what would have happened. Yeah, but then this bastard got shot to gaslight her. Talk about ultimate gaslighting. He staged an actual shooting of himself. You gotta give him credit. Richard is all about go big or go home. A hundred percent. He's all in. I had while um Lizzie was at the dressmakers mm-hmm. and the her stays are knotted and she's having problems breathing and the pins are sticking in her. I, I just have to share this. Wrapping his arm around my shoulders to keep me as still as possible, he used the sharp, broken edge of the champagne flute to slice through the corset laces. Immediately, the tight corset loosened and I could breathe. Now, you want to tell me that there are like four cars worth of security guys Mm -hmm. and not one of them has a knife? Yeah, not even a pocket knife? Come on. No way. Also, this is a dressmaker. Nobody has scissors? Right? Apparently not. Well, it's it's Zoe, and she needs to make everything more dramatic. Yeah. And, I mean, what else a more poetic way of cutting something than with a fancy-ass crystal champagne flute? <laughs> <laughs> um, But, yeah, I mean, the, the gaslighting in this book was... Cr- do, do you think this was an HEA? I have to ask you that. Do you consider this wrap-up an HEA? I would say happy for now. Until she realizes what the fuck happened? Yeah. I don't know what he's going to do when his memory drugs wear off. Mm-hmm. And she starts getting memories back. He'll give her another dose. He owns that company. Well, he said that he didn't want to give her more because the more that he gave her, the more she was breaking down and not able to deal with stress. Mm -hmm. So he really wanted to not um, 
have to give her anymore. Well, also, I think that's another reason he brought her to that remote island. It doesn't matter if she has any sort of... She can't go anywhere. She's on a flipping... It's like Julian with his island from Twist Me. Of course, I could have just taken her to the island, willing or not. But where was the fun or challenge in that? It was so much more satisfying knowing she had asked to be taken there. Mm-hmm. I would remind her of that fact when she begged and pleaded to return to civilization. The island was her idea, her choice. And my note, holy shit, he's channeling Julian. <laughs> yeah. Very similar, yeah. I mean, the butler, instead of a lady butler, it's a male butler, but I don't think there's many staff on that island, maybe like two or three. Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't matter where, when the memories come back, you know, it doesn't matter because she's going to have absolutely no way of escaping and he's going to be able to play all the crazy fucked up primal games he wants on that deserted ass island yeah and it's hot she doesn't need much clothes to stay warm there's many many um pluses to an island would you be game would you be game for forever on a deserted island yeah with with richard He's there. Perhaps if he were willing to let me come back to civilization when he has to do work things, I might think about it. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't do forever on an island. No, me neither. It's, It's nice for like a week, two weeks, maybe a month, but I think eventually you get stir crazy. I, yeah, I my need to to fiddle and butts and all that. I I just don't think that that would be a good choice. It wouldn't be a good choice for my skin. I burn. I burn, and I can't swim. You can't swim. Nope. I took lessons for a couple of years, swimming lessons as a child. Mm-hmm. But I can kind of doggy paddle. Mm-hmm. But that's about the extent of what I'm. And I can float on my back. All right. So you're all right. You're not going to die. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a very strong swimmer, but I, I can stay afloat when needed. I'm not a. I also hate water. We've we've discussed this. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, I don't know if I would be game forever. But the, my own okay, because the ending of the book is like she's like, oh my god, what can I ever like give you as a gift? And he says a son. Yeah, and she's like, okay, cool. Yeah, I see where this is going. We never talked about any sort of birth control this entire series. I'm assuming she's on, I don't know, the implant or something. I'm assuming that she is not because I don't think that Richard allowed her that kind of medication when she was doing the Victorian thing. Yeah, but if she had already had it before, because while she was 
very innocent. She wasn't a virgin, which was um, out of like out of sorts. Uh, what's the word? Richard to dismay. Yeah, out of the norms for Zoe Blake, a lot of them are very virginal. She she's had other boyfriends, so I'm assuming she had some sort of implant put in, like a next planon or whatever. And she, because she she would have gotten pregnant by now. All the fucking they did. Uh, they've done a lot of fucking. Yeah. So, I mean, like they, she would have been knocked up at some point. So, but he definitely has the intention to breed her. Yes. She's going to give him a son specifically. I don't know how that's going to, but you know what? It's, it's Richard. He's going to will it to be. Well, you know, it's all up to him. His mm -hmm. DNA is the one that makes that decision. Yeah, I also feel like he wouldn't mind if it just kept trying for a son. Like, that's a girl this time. That's great. I love her. But let's just keep trying until you give me that son. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, that's the only downside I can see uh, of his little plan. Eventually, she might need to go to the hospital. You know, while she, oh no, you know what? With his fucking money, he's probably just build one on the island. Yeah. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Can I tell you that Zoe cracked me the fuck up? It is when, first of all, I got a comment about the clothes. Okay. The intricate detailing allowed me to, to visualize the pieces. Mm -hmm. I don't usually picture things. I think in terms of words, not, not pictures. Mm -hmm. So it's unusual for me to be able to do that. But some of these things sound tacky as hell. <laughs> and is this the 80s Bermuda shorts? Yeah, but they're like $1,000. They're the nicest Bermuda shorts you've ever seen in, my whole, in your whole life. Apparently. <laughs> but anyway, they are on the Eiffel Tower, I believe. And they're in the apartment. Yeah. And the violin starts playing. Mm-hmm. And when she recognizes the song, it was every breath you take. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and my note was just, oh my God, a stalker song. <laughs> Appropriate. And they mentioned the other song that played. Um, I don't remember the name of it, but. I looked it up and read the lyrics to see if it was similar and I didn't get the I didn't get that vibe. No. I didn't look it up or anything. But um I mean that that proposal talk about I mean we know Richard is over the top, right? That proposal was the most over the top thing I've ever witnessed in any book for a proposal or otherwise. He rented out the apartment in the Eiffel Tower 
mm-hmm. which apparently nobody even knew existed. I don't, I have to look up if that's like an actual thing. I think it is. Um, And then he had these women standing there with these, and, and Zoe thought of every fucking thing. She had all these different rings and all these different like ring holders, but they were sewn on to the pillow in case they fell off the Eiffel Tower. I, if I didn't already have a girl crush on Zoe, mm. that detail would have done it. Yeah. Like it, it was bananas. And also, uh, Lizzie even says it later. He never asked her to marry him. He just declared that they were going to marry. Yeah. She was like, you know, it wasn't until we had been away for a while that I realized he decided we were getting married. He never asked. Yeah. And also, how hot was that banging scene in the Eiffel Tower where she was like, it was a small apartment. I didn't want anyone to see me. And he was like, do you think... I would have ever let anybody see you come. However, I never said anything about anybody hearing you come. Yeah. Oh. That was insane. Absolutely insane. That was my favorite, probably, I guess, sex scene. Again, there's so much sex in this book. So much sex. That was probably my favorite one. I really enjoyed the bathtub scene. Okay. With the toys. Mm-hmm. And I also enjoyed, I don't know if it was the first or second scene, but it's where he uses the riding crop. Of course he'd like that. <laughs> well, I I feel some empathy because I have experienced the feeling of having a riding crop between my teeth while I'm crying as someone whips me. So, um, I have absolutely no idea what I was saying. It's, it's my brain has just had so much thrown at it mm-hmm. with school, um, that my retention is just next to nothing. If I don't write it down or have it right in front of me, I, I, I'm not going to keep it. Yep. Um, I don't know. Okay. Um, what's that sound for? Zoe Blake has 11 highlights on this book herself. And I was curious what they are. The first one is, I wanted to swallow her screams and taste her tears. The wicked beast inside of me craved to devour every innocent glimmer of light within her, uh, within her soul until I had filled it with the same shadows as my own. I have that one highlighted. You and Zoe Blake both. Um, That's very typical of Zoe. The like innocent, ingenue, beautiful light of the world, like sunshine, angel lady, and demon man. 
<laughs> he needs to possess her. Because that's one of the reasons that he became so infatuated with her, we found out, is it was right after, it was like the night after him and the blonde lady had some, you know, kinky situation happen. And she made, like, she asked him to make her bleed. And apparently that is a line he did not want to cross until he did. And then he felt, like, dirty, which I never thought that Richard would ever feel dirty. Yeah. You could put him, you know, in the mud pit and let him wallow in it. And I wouldn't have thought he'd feel dirty. But yeah, apparently we were wrong. We were wrong. And then that's what, that's why he he saw her and she she would like cleanse his soul somehow if he just did all this shit to her. It doesn't it makes no sense, but I love it. What did you think about that scene with the jewels? Oh, I forgot about that scene where he <laughs> where he pulled out and came on her and scattered the jewels in it and then put it in her mouth i liked i mean i i enjoyed that scene as a reader i did too i would never want to experience that scene as a human (laughs) i had the very i liked the story he gave to each jewel that you know like Mm -hmm. you know the diamond was for this the ruby was for that um I was nervous, just like her, that she because he put he put something in her mouth, was an it? emerald, an emerald, because apparently you can't lie with an emerald or something. And then he made her orgasm, and she was she was apprehensive because she was like she took it out of her mouth because she didn't want to choke. And he was like, "Hey, you best put that thing back in your mouth, girl." I've noticed a lot of that in Zoe's writing, and I, I really enjoy it. I actually was just, um, we we know that I translate Zoe's Russian things, and I was helping her translate some of Sweet's... Delicy? De, no, Depravity, the, the old one. I was oh. fixing it, because that was, those came out before I got involved. So I, I went back and I was fixing some of it for her, and... Uh, there was a saying in that that reminded me of that scene because I don't remember what exactly it was, but at some point, um, who's in Sweet Depravity? What the fuck is the name of the guy? Is that Vaska? I think it is Vaska. Yeah. He says to her, um, you will, like, something like, you will finish, hang on, let me find it, so I'm not lying to you. Oh, it says you, it says, I'm assuming it has something to do with um, (laughs) orgasming, because these are just quotes she sent me in Russian, like, out of order and out of context, but he he said, you are finished when I say you're finished. I, um, you know. Yep. I want more than this sweet cunt, which I, again, then had to go and figure out how the fuck do you say that properly in Russian? 
Uh, <laughs> who would have ever thought this was your life? Oh my God. This is when I had to, I, in, in this one, I had to consult my cousin a little bit because they're like, they're words that I, and sayings that I was like, I have no idea what the fuck. Cause I was 10 when I moved to America. So a, a 10 year old doesn't know how to say sweet cunt. <laughs> <laughs> at least not this 10 year old <laughs> yes um so yeah it's uh it's just funny because by the way it's ты закончишь ты закончила когда я сказал что ты закончила i can't say the rest in russian it's so dirty <laughs> i wrote it out though um, so, but yeah, that scene with the jewels kind of reminded me of like, that's one of Joey's, Zoe's, not Joey's, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, monster, and I'm so pink. Oh my God. <laughs> that's one of Zoe's staples. She loves these kinds of heroes. And where Vaiska was a much, I can't believe I'm saying this, much softer kind of hero than than Richard because Richard was like straight psychopath yeah I there are not a lot of heroes that reach Richard's level no I agree with you I agree with you it's insanity he I think that he has the best manipulations out of any dark romance that, that I've read. He just takes it up. The man got shot for the bit. Yeah. The man staged his own shooting and not with fake blood. He got shot. He went to the hospital. But how did that heal in two days? Uh more pharmaceuticals i'm assuming or no I, I don't know i'm assuming you know he probably got like the best sniper around because miraculously it like missed all the vital parts and it was just like it bounced off the sternum which i didn't look into like whether or not that's like a thing or not <laughs> probably is so he does her research as we found out but um i figured that it was harris it had to, yeah, probably. Well, I don't know. Was Harris at the wedding? Wasn't Harris at the wedding? Yeah, he was, but he came. He wasn't around when Richard got shot. Oh. Because Lizzie makes a notation that whenever something happens, mm -hmm. and Richard should have that right hand person, Harris has been missing. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, no, I mean, it was definitely Harris. But, like, again, speaking of mindfuck for poor Harris, has to shoot his employer <laughs> as part of his job description. <laughs> I'm, Zoe, are we going to get Harris's book? Because I'm interested in that. You know there's a story there. There has to be. He's fucked up enough to be involved with Richard willingly. And he had that backstory of being like a prisoner of war, which is why he's so loyal 
That's right. I have forgotten about that. I think, I don't remember, some terrorist group was going to like decapitate him and Richard saved him. And so he's just been very loyal. I've done this before. I have bullied people into writing shit that I'm going to do it again. Zoe, can you write me a Harris? <laughs> At least like a novella or like a something like a like a, a little tickle 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 that spot for me you can write another unhinged hero because absolutely unhinged richard level yeah i'll tell you i am really looking forward to the next two books with roman yes because i have not read either one of them you haven't read roman's book oh <gasps> I was about to ask you, do you think Roman is crazier? <laughs> well, that tells me a lie about what I'm going to be reading. <laughs> oh, boy. But no, I, I, it was one that I was going to, to wait until we did it for the podcast. Oh, you, because I know that at some point we're going to. Oh, he fucked in the head, man. He fucked in the head, Roman. <laughs> I, I still haven't. Richard is is pretty fucked in the head. Mm -hmm. But if you read um, the Buchanan Brothers series mm -hmm. with Brooklyn Cross and Tara or T.L. Hodel, um, it's Unhinged Cain and Twisted Abel. Abel is messed up. <laughs> he has people that he has collected because he's a taxi driver. Oh. And he skull fucks through the eye socket as a, as a dead person. Oh, uh, uh. I was like, I will, I will never not be able to know that. Yeah. I, I mean, it was, it was completely appropriate for what I'm was so going on. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Did you just say it was completely appropriate? Yes. That he skull-fucked an eye socket. Well, he's a total psychopath. And he has no limits and, and no no one to rein him in at that point. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> sure. I want to read the books for the podcast. Well, now we have to. They're going to be clamoring for this. <laughs> um. Anyway, I I think I'm done. I don't know what else to say about any of this. Well, I would like to tell you guys that we auctioned off an episode for a Maui relief fund. Mm -hmm. And our guest host is Lindo. 
And she will be joining us on our next episode. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, so we are really excited for that. We will be reading Sweet Vengeance by Ziano Aniomo. I, I, I don't know. We'll put it in show notes. I'm sorry, I just butchered your name. Yes, we are. We apologize. Um, uh, we are very excited. It was part of the romance for Maui auction. Um, that it was very last minute. That's why you probably haven't heard of it until just now, because I didn't know that we were approved until we got reached out to saying that somebody won our auction. So otherwise, I would have totally announced it to you guys and you would have but well maybe we'll do something like this again if this is a hit we can do some auctions for like romance for and maybe we can like make a donation to like um domestic violence or something like that for for another episode for uh if you would like to be a guest host for the episode and um lindo chose this book so we have no idea what we're getting ourselves into but we're excited (laughs) <laughs> it's going to be something. Yep. Um, and I have been emailing back and forth for a week and a half now, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they are so excited to be joining us. So just their sheer joy <laughs> will make the episode great. Yeah, I'm st- I'm so excited to... We've never done like a, a fan episode. So it'll be fun. I can't wait. It'll be like a, another like addition to, I don't know if they drink, but like another like little wine wine and book club situation. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. Um. We've also more or less narrowed down our Spooktober reading list. So look out for that because we're excited. We're going to do, uh, we've been asked a couple of times whether or not we're going to be doing Spooktober and yes. We are going to be doing Spooktober. We're going to be doing Spooktober every flipping year. Yes. Because it's one of my favorite times of the year, as is Tori's. So let's get some spooky dark romance reads in. Do you have any palette cleansers for us, Tori? I went to the eye doctor yesterday. Mm-hmm. And my nifty magnetic frames will be complete with my prescription in about a week and a half. And I am super excited because I have all kinds of cute rims to wear. Awesome. Now you'll just have, you're gonna have to see all of them because they're that awesome. That sounds like a plan. I'm excited. What about you? What's your palette cleanser today? Uh, I got a new perfume. <laughs> Clearly, neither one of us has been reading any extracurricular activities because we're like scrambling. Um, is it? Do you usually wear just one perfume, or do you alternate? I only wear one perfume. Um, if I do, I usually, I don't wear it unless I'm dressed up. Uh, so 
usually for work days when I'm wearing like a nice outfit or weddings and things like that. And dear God, I've had about a thousand weddings. So I had a new perfume. Um, not sponsored, but if uh, if Dior wants to sponsor us, please go right ahead. It's called Poison Girl by Dior and it smells so good. And it reminded, it comes in this like cute apple and it reminded, Snow White's my favorite princess. So it really like, and also it smells delicious. So I have been wearing the same perfume for like 12 years before this. And I just needed a little bit of a change because I got tired of smelling the same myself. My scent of choice is Bella Bolera. It is um, a Mary Kay product, mm -hmm. and it smells so good. I can't describe the scent to you, but it is so good. And it I've got it in a roll-on so that it's real simple to apply. Um, it, it will probably be in my makeup bag when I come. Oh, we get to smell each other. Yay! Person. <laughs> I am so excited about meeting you i'm so excited about meeting you i'm excited this i can't believe it's it's coming up soon if you guys haven't heard which um where have you been we are going to be at authors after midnight in fort mills south carolina on october 7th and along with zoe blake who is on this episode and a whole bunch of other authors so go check out um authors after midnight.com i think there are still tickets available I know as of two no, yesterday, there were only four VIP tickets available, but I don't know if any general admission tickets are still available, but they're only five bucks for general admission. So come hang out with us. We're going to be having a great time. Um, we're going to meet each other. We're going to meet some authors. It's going to be good. I am looking forward to it. Um, I bought a really pretty bright cherry red lipstick nice. to go with the shirt that I'm wearing. And then I realized I'm probably going to have a mask on. Yeah. And I can't <laughs> wear it. Can wear it, just kind of pointless. But I told you, get a mask with a little cherry lips on top. I've been looking. Um I don't like the ones that, that come in close to your face. I like the, I think it's N95. Yeah. Um, those are more comfortable for me. And I can't find those customizable. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Sorry. <laughs> I only have the ugly, like, N95 ones for work. Like, just the regular, like, white one. I've got, I've got a bunch of black ones that I bought because when I'm at the hospital as an advocate I have to wear a mask mm -hmm. um, we'll figure something out oh yeah it's it's gonna be golden y'all should definitely come out and see us come say hello we don't want to be alone at our table when nobody comes to say hi oh how embarrassing <laughs> yeah uh but 
no, I'm sure there's going to be lots of people and it's going to be a lot of fun. And like we keep saying, we're just excited to meet each other more than anything and all the other amazing authors and uh, vendors that are going to be there. So, yeah. And there's going to be drinking. Yeah. Alcohol is a part of this event, apparently, according to one of our authors. Yes. Uh, Zoe has told me to come with my liver prepared. So, <laughs> Um, anyway, thank you so much for listening, everybody. We hope that you enjoyed this discombobulated insanity of an episode, but I think you're used to it at this point. So maybe we'll have, we'll have to have our shit together for our next episode because we got a guest host coming. A very important one who made a wonderful contribution to the Maui Relief Fund. So we got to show up, girl. I know. A game. I know. <laughs> well, have a wonderful week, and we will see you guys next week. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please don't forget to rate and review us on whichever podcast platform you listen on. We really appreciate those five-star reviews, and they help the podcast get in front of other listeners. Also, if you just can't get enough of us, you can always join us on Patreon, where we have extra special bonus episodes available every month. Just look up Trigger Warning Romance on Patreon. And also, please give us a follow on our social medias. We are at Trigger Warning Romance on TikTok and Instagram. And if you want to come join the fun in the Facebook group, please join the Trigger Warning Romance, a dark romance podcast's listener support group. And as you know, we love hearing from you. So please don't be shy. If you have any recommendations or just want to say hello, please reach out to us on any of our social medias or through our website at triggerwarningromance.com.